With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good evening, everybody. Here we are again, then. Another manager sacked by Everton, Frank Lampard. At the time of writing, hasn't quite been confirmed as being sacked by Everton yet, but it's been widely reported that he is. Um, Before Everton confirmed the sacking earlier on, Myself, Mark Mersey, Jack Carlisle and Adam Sutton got together and recorded our reaction to it. Here is a segment of it. If you want to hear it in full, it is over on the Blue Room Extra, along with what is going to be a lot of content this week about Everton and their new manager. It's patreon.com slash the Blue Room Extra if you'd like to join up. I'm sure it'll be well worth the money this month, given all that's going on. Uh, the link in the description if you want to hear the rest of the show in full. Let's start this clip. Started off by asking Adam, do any of the names on the current shortlist of managers, that includes, of course, Sean Dyche, Marcelo Bielsa, David Moyes, do any of them appeal to him? Um, and he gave quite an interesting answer. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to join us on the Blue Room Extra, the link is in the description. Hopefully, we'll see it over there. And in the meantime, hope you enjoy the segments from the show we recorded too. Is is there a name for you that, that stands out above all others? No. <laughs> Do you, do you care to elaborate? No. <laughs> I just, it's just horrible, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's just horrible. Look at those names. That is like, it's just grim, isn't it? End of the day, we are so narrow-minded in the way that we work. It it really is just, we are Stoke. We are Bolton. We are these teams that just pick 20 managers and go, right, it's got to be one of them. And, and as I said before, all of them are out of work. Maybe not David Moyes, but he's, he's close to being. And, and I know it's hard, and I know, you know who's had their hands tied in terms of financial issues and stuff like that, but when was the last time Everton went and got talent, when when and got someone off someone else? You, you go and look at a team that, whether it's you know further afield, whether it's you know maybe lower down the leagues, or whether it's someone in the Premier League. And I know that Thomas Frank would absolutely laugh his head off if Kevin Selwell gave him a phone call. What, there, there is almost still, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I believe to be Everton as a, a giant in this in this league. We still are one of the biggest clubs and have been in terms of fan base, in terms of 
the stadium in terms of honours, in terms of the way that Everton has been and always has been as football heritage, that they have to start looking outside the box. They have to start looking at, at people that might cost them a little bit of money to bring in. Because again, to my previous point, if you keep bringing people in who are on that list, we're going to be back again here in 18 months. Do you, think, you can't do you think keep well, Adam, managers. Do you think as well, Adam, I'll come straight back to you. Like, is is you this can. another reason why leaving it so late was, has screwed them a little bit? Because if, if you if you sack him after Bournemouth, all of a sudden the new manager looks at it and goes, well, you know, I've got six weeks there and a training camp and I've got loads of time before January to have a proper look at what we need. If, if, you, if you come in now, it's like you've already got Dan Juma, whether you, know, you like him or not coming in by, by the looks of it, unless he changes his mind. You've got... Two solid games coming up. I mean, who wants Arsenal and Liverpool away as your first two? You could not pick two worst teams to be playing in your, in your well, first two matches. Like, if, if you could sack him, like, if you could pick a, a, a time which is the worst time to sack Frank Lampard between the end that final whistle of Bournemouth and going up to those two home games against Villa and Leeds, right now is the worst possible time to have done it, isn't it? It's 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 beyond belief, isn't it? Really, it's actually I found myself laughing. So I'm down in Birmingham for an event. I've been on my own for about 48 hours. And I've just walked about five miles to the nearest supermarket to get some food. And I was walking back after you said, like, jump on at five. I was just laughing my head off. I was doing that, like, insane laugh that you do when, like, you concede a late winner or a, a late goal. And you go, like, oh, is this happening again? And I was just sitting there so going, like... I, I, I don't know about anywhere else. Did you not think, Matt, I mean, you could probably check some of the chat. This was so predictable that this would happen. It's just hilarious, isn't it? Like it's, it's these people get paid millions of pounds a year, and we've got four lads sitting here who knew that this was going to happen. Mm. We knew, and we actually more than you that as soon as Farhabashiri comes out and publicly backs Lampard, you could probably just throw your money on him, sacking him because he's that he's mad. He's like he's playing a game of football manager with us, and he is having. The worst season possible. Did anyone here think after that Bournemouth week that, that this wasn't going to happen? As in, not would he have got sacked after that, but did you not think this was how it was always going to end up in your heart of hearts, do you think? Or do you think there was any chance that they come back after the six weeks, they'd had them on the training ground, they tried a new way of playing, got the different formation, different like tactics, whatever, they win a couple of games, or did you think this was com- as inevitable as I did? I mean, the, the way the way he was portrayed, it was like a bit of Australian sun was going to turn Anthony Gordon into Ronaldinho and everything was going to be fine yeah. again. You know, that, that, that's the way it sort of was, was played out, wasn't it? But I think- I don't, it was, it was mad, it's mad though, isn't it? Because like if, if we played Wolves straight after Bournemouth and we'd lost in the exact same way, he would have gone straight away, wouldn't he? But because we had that break, it was like, well, you, you can't just sack him after one game after this break when he's had all this time to work with the Recency players. So. bias, isn't it? It's because yeah. we'd have that six weeks off. People forgot how bad getting walloped by Bournemouth by a fella on work experience <laughs> twice in a week with yeah. two completely different teams. And he was trying to make a big point. And, mm-hmm. we, and, and we got whacked twice. And it's like, they obviously at the time, I don't know whether they thought he's still a man to turn it round, whether the board were up in arms about which way to go. But it felt like at that point, he was still backing him for some reason, but I just, I don't know what it was. Maybe they just thought the six weeks of, like the men in black thing, everyone will just forget like everything that's gone before. Probably it really served him well, the the upcoming World Cup in terms of 
yeah, I think a lot of people were just totally distracted by the the whole interruption of the season where they thought, you know what, we've been beaten twice by Bournemouth, but that World Cup's going to be mad, isn't it? Uh, and, you know, it, it, it honestly just kind of went over everyone's head how bad it was to be, you know, not just beaten. We, we were comfortably whacked a couple of times by a really, really poor side. Um, you know, it, that, that, they're the only it, two games they've won, isn't it? In like 15 or something mad like that. I'm I'm sick of seeing that kind of, you know, eight consecutive red blocks with an L on and then a team plays Everton. And and yet they, they get their inevitable green tick. Um, it, I think those Bournemouth games were probably the point where if Everton didn't have a manager at that point, you absolutely wouldn't be going for Frank Lampard to to keep them up. You know, if, if if he was the available manager in exactly the same case now, obviously, I think all faith had been lost in him being able to do the job. Uh, and quite honestly, if you, if you wouldn't appoint a manager as your new manager, then you shouldn't just be retaining him just because he's already there. Um, it, it's this it's this constant thing, isn't it, of just holding on because there is no alternative. Um, and, you know, as Jack rightly said earlier on, that was the point to instigate some form of change. You know, I, I fully agree that, you know, that if I, if I was owner of Everton, that, that wouldn't have been the point where I said, right, enough is enough. In hindsight, it would have been the right decision. But I get it because we, we did have that time. But looking back now, that the time is exactly what someone knew required, wasn't it? Um, it, it you know, it, it, it's nonsense to say that if the Wolves game was six weeks earlier and we get beat, that he goes. But it's just the pathetic reality that is Everton, isn't it? That that absolutely would have been the case. Um, I, I think you you look back at it now and just think it's it's been one of the least enjoyable periods of football ever. You know, it, I, I know we got we got a few points on the board at the start of the season, but it's been really really disengaging for months on end now you know you you don't have to go far to meet an Evertonian who will actively look for a reason not to watch a match or go to a match or talk about the team or Lampard um you know we've we've as much as it's an important issue I think we've needed this kind of boardroom struggle that is going on at the moment to just engage in something Everton related because the team is is that poor and there's such a such a lack of affinity between the players and the fans at the moment. And I think you know the, the manager is in part responsible for that kind of collective togetherness, isn't he? It's it's something that he channeled so well for three months at the back end of last season. And I think to, to lose that so quickly, we, we shouldn't detract from how bad a job has been done here in the last few months. I know there's been deterrence left, right and centre. And, uh, you know, you can point fingers at whoever you think particular playing staff and who's brought them in, etc. Um, but you, you can't be this bad at your job as Adam said, in in any particular field and get away with it. Um, and, you know, since Adam mentioned the prospect of having seven different managers in whatever job it is, I'm just terrified that one day someone like Farhad Mashiri will own my company uh, because I think that that's the point where you just have to, to walk out the door and never look back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.